Welcome to Trader Triggers, presented to you by Rob MV3 Trader. This is a segment of Futures Trade Radio that is brought to you by The Ultimate Trader's Guide, your one-stop shop for the most valuable income-producing information on the internet. Go to ultimatetradersguide.net to learn more. Link in the show notes. Now enjoy the show. All right, all right. Welcome back to the second half of Futures Trade Radio for another episode of Trader Triggers. So when I started my trading journey, I began like most other, you know, new traders do. I started out trading stocks. This was going pretty well. You know, I won some, I lost some. I didn't make a ton of money during this period, but I was learning a lot, right? Actually, I don't think I actually made too much money. I think I pretty much ended the last trade I made on a stock. Overall, I think I pretty much ended up flat, right? But one thing that I wasn't too crazy about was the need to scan every single day for the stocks that were worth trading. And to be honest, I wasn't that good at it anyway. You know, I would look in a lot of different places to find stocks to trade, but I, it just seems like I really couldn't find the good ones that would give me the good opportunities that I was looking for every day, right? So many of the stocks that came up during my pre-market scans ended up not moving enough after the market had opened because I was giving myself like the first 10 minutes to not trade. They didn't give me enough movement to reasonably trade with the strategy that I was using at the time. And the ones that did move, I would typically miss the move that would, that I could take advantage of with my strategy, which led me to doing things like chasing and executing off of FOMO, you know, all the, all the things that we're not supposed to be doing. Right. Well, that was, you know, that was, like I said, I was going pretty good and, but kind of life just took me in the direction to where I needed to kind of shift and I wasn't going to be able to keep day trading stocks. And I ended up reading this book, mastering the trade that introduced me to the futures market, which solved that main problem that I was having of needing to scan for something to trade every day, which allowed me to build a tiny watch list that I made that made it easier for me to find trading opportunities every day. That was my initial feelings about trading futures and why I have never looked back ever since, ever since I started trading futures. But there are some other valuable reasons I believe trading futures is one of the best ways to start in this business. And so that's what we're talking about today is why I think futures could be a better approach to starting out day trading, even really just trading in general versus stocks or something else. And it almost makes me wonder why so many people are still not privy to the futures market. Like you hear everybody talking about stocks, options blew up within since 2020, everybody named mother trades options. Now, like I had coworkers that were talking to me about trading options, but also with me starting my education on this environment of how to trade, I started out learning about how to trade from the perspective of risk management. I'm also puzzled to hear so many non-traders mention how risky futures trading is, or especially when I decided I was going to really just lean all the way into future trading and make it my thing. A coworker that I worked with at the time, they were talking to me about how risky it was and to be careful and all this stuff. Like the risk of trading futures was astronomically greater than any other financial asset. So at this point, I, I understand a bit more to where this belief comes from, which is kind of odd to me with all the access to information on the internet that people still trade 
without proper risk management. But the point I'm trying to deliver here is why I think the futures market is one of the best markets for new traders. If you can figure out how to trade one futures product with consistent results, I honestly believe you can trade just about anything. In this talk right here, I'm going to go over some reasons why I think futures is better than other markets for new traders. Now, let me go ahead and just say this out the gate that I use the term there, I think, because this is just my opinion. If you see it another way, that's great. It's what you think is what really matters, but I'm just giving you some other ideas to consider based off of my idea that futures could be a better approach for new traders when they get started in this business. So one thing that I'm going to start with is I think, again, I like to start with the most important, the futures market, trading the futures, depending on how you do it, of course, it allows you to focus on what's most important. And that's you, the trader. It allows you to focus on your skills and really, you know, put time and energy into your skills and gaining experience without a, you know, a whole lot of, you know, a bunch of extra noise that's going to cloud your vision of this environment. And that's going to kind of be a barrier to how you're able to grow or how fast you're able to grow as you gain more experience and you participate more as a day trader. So, you know, there could be a lot of layers to trading equities, especially if you're trying to trade options on equities that in my opinion, makes trading more complicated than it has to be for a majority of the people when they are trying to just get started in this business. Like you gotta, it helps to understand the Greeks and then it, it can help to, you know, understand the volatility and how many people actually trade in the contract at the premium price that you're trying to trade it. Like there's a lot of layers to actually trading futures. And then there's a lot of different strategies that you can apply to trading options, depending on how you're trying to trade it. Unlike futures, where it's just, do you think price is going to go up or is it going to go down? And it's, it's, it's straightforward. The only other things you have to consider is margin requirements and to make sure you, you're on the right contract month and like little stuff like that. But those things are easy to figure out. And there's plenty of resources on the internet. One of those resources being the ultimate traders guide, which I have a lot of resources and information about the futures market and the way that I approach the futures market. And then it also, you have to understand the tick value, right? Which is going to give you the point value so that that will help you build your risk management plan so that we are not, you know, you can develop your strategy around that and you're not putting too much risk on the table. You're not letting these trades run too far away from you from lack of understanding the value of every move or every tick that a futures price trades at or, or changes. And like I mentioned earlier, trying to find what to trade is a whole task in and of itself. Like you can find things to trade. You can, it's easy to find stocks, but to find the good stocks that are going to match your strategy and your level of experience and your capital, the amount of capital that you have to trade with, that's when it gets complicated. And it can easily fool the inexperienced trader into thinking that the problem is the market not giving enough of fair opportunities when in fact the trader just hasn't developed the necessary skills, experience, or the mental fortitude to be consistent in this complex environment. I can kind of relate it to working in the information technology field, right? The IT field, right? I can handle brand new tech, all the books 
and all the articles and all the resources on how to or how computers work and and how they communicate with each other securely over wired and wireless mediums across varying topologies with unnoticeable degradation. Even the way I worded that, that probably sounded like a foreign language to anyone that hasn't at a minimum studied this field. But I promise you what I just said there, I didn't just throw words together, some random words together to try to sound smart. That actually meant something. That was actually a pretty decent summary of how information is shared across the technology that we have today. But giving the new tech all of that knowledge and the tools to be successful doesn't mean that they are going to be able to put a corporate network together by themselves or even be a valuable member of a team of engineers. The new trader would be better off focusing on one portion of the IT field, build their skills and gain experience that will allow them to transition to other branches of this or other areas of the IT world more efficiently and be more valuable in the IT industry. And I see the same as being true for someone that's new to these financial markets. There are plenty of futures products that can be traded every single day, depending on your strategy. And the beauty of this is you can just pick one thing that you want to trade and you can stick to that one thing until you figure out how to be a good, consistently profitable trader, whatever that means to you. And then once you're good at that, now you can start looking at other products and other areas to apply the skills and experience and the knowledge that you have. And most importantly, just focusing on one thing is going to allow you to really hone in to your psychology to where you're not getting emotionally triggered like a majority of the market and being taken advantage of because your focus, your attention is all over the place instead of you trading on future, you trading like one futures product or one product. And it gives you the opportunity to just, to just focus on your emotions and your psychology so you, you don't become vulnerable to all the manipulation that goes on in this environment. So what with the futures market, what it also does is it allows you to trade with less capital than you would need to be able to day trade with, you know, with stocks. Because, you know, with stocks, you have the PDT rule. So with futures, you get around that PDT rule because the PDT rule doesn't apply to the futures market. Now, there also is the options market. You know, you, you can also get around the PDT with options and Forex, and there's no PDT for cryptocurrency. But like I said, I think I believe that the futures market is less complicated than those other markets. And it's easy to focus on one thing while at the same time allowing you to maximize a low amount of capital to get started trading with. Now, speaking of low capital, I would recommend no less than like $500 if you're going to trade futures, no matter, you know, what futures product you're trading. Technically, you can get away with less with the low margin requirements that a lot of these brokers offer, these cheap brokers offer. You know, they're really trying to get your trades for the commissions, but you can get away with less, but I would recommend no less than $500 to start with. Let's just say that you're day trading micros. And they even have like more products that they recently came out with, like the Fairex, which really, in my opinion, from what I've seen, hasn't really taken off that much like they, like they initially, you know, wanted it to. But getting back to the point, the futures market for new traders, it allows you to put less risk on the table by actually starting with less capital. And let's, so let's say that you have 30,000 to trade with. Now with, if you're trying to day trade with stocks, you're going to have to actually 
put all of that in an account just to give yourself a buffer so you don't go under that $25,000 PDT rule threshold. But if you're trading, if you're starting out with the futures market and you want to maximize that 30,000, you can start an account with a thousand dollars, try to get good with that thousand. You mess it up, you blow it out. Cool. You got 29 more thousand to keep and you keep trying until you can make that $1,000 work. And if you can't make $1,000 work is you're still going to have a challenge making $30,000 work. So you might as well take maximize that capital. Try to start with a thousand, get that thousand to work. If you can be successful with that $1,000, then imagine what you can do with $30,000 keeping now. Now the key to that is keeping the same approach and the same risk management technique that you use with that thousand, but you only, you're not really trying to go for bigger trades or anything like that. You're just pretty much doing the same thing. You're just using more contracts. Or maybe you're going from the micros to the e-minis, but you're not changing the thing other than maybe your, your position size. Now, once you, if you psychologically, you think that, oh, I can do more now. I can go for the bigger home runs. Now that I got 30,000, I got a lot that I can risk. You're probably going to end up messing that up anyway. So this is why I say the focus on one thing, get, get yourself, the trader together first with as low as capital as you possibly can. And then once you get good there, now you can take the other capital that you have, have access to, and then you can 10 exit, or you can multiply it as much as you want to. Now, another thing that I see futures being a benefit over stocks is there's usually less slippage. Now on this topic, what's interesting is about a couple of days ago, I read on, you know, someone's post on Reddit that claimed that after they moved over to futures from stocks or from trading equities that they had more slippage or they experienced more slippage with futures than they did with stocks. And I find that interesting because I never experienced this for myself personally, and it kind of could have something to do with the broker that they are using, which, you know, that broker or the order routing that they have with that broker may not be the most efficient. So unlike a Teton who has really good order routing and you don't see really any real slippage at all. And the reason why you usually have much less slippage with futures versus stocks is because stocks typically have big wider spreads, especially when things get volatile. Now in this, going back to this Reddit post, they didn't really mention what stocks they had traded before. So they didn't give a lot of details. So the context was heavily missing. But like I said, from my own experiences, from my own experience, trading both, having traded both stocks and now that I trade futures and I've also traded options. The only thing I haven't really touched is, is Forex, but amongst all of those things, I've had way more slippage elsewhere than I've had with trading futures, any futures product. And I've traded CL before the crude oil inventory, uh, the crude oil, uh, futures products. And it's, it can get crazy over there. If you're, if you get caught in the wrong, you know, in the wrong cycle of what, you know, CL does. Now, if you get caught on in crude oil inventories and you're not prepared for it, it can get pretty wild over there. But still, even with that, I've had the less slippage using market orders. Even now I use limit orders mostly, but even using market orders, I've had less slippage than any other thing that I've ever traded, especially stocks and options. So like the typical slippage that I've experienced with NQ has been maybe five ticks at the most on the most volatile days. And many times if price is really moving using limit orders, sometimes my limit orders will just not feel and I will end up having to cancel the trade. 
So using limit orders is, is my recommendation for avoiding crazy slippage. You're, gonna, you're still going to get slippage, but you're not going to get that much slippage. Because just because you put a limit order in doesn't mean you're going to get the exact price that you wanted. You could get a slippage of a couple ticks. And like I said before, also it has a lot to do with your broker and order routing. So like with Sierra Chart, if you're trading on Sierra Chart, Teton handles orders much more efficiently, even than Rhythmic and, CQ, and CQG as of right now. And they're still new. But Teton handles those orders much more efficiently, so you're not you're less likely to see much slippage. And also on this topic, it is believed that the bid and ask spread could have a significant effect on the potential or the profit potential for trading futures. Now I kind of browsed over the bid and ask spread a little bit earlier. However, the impact on these spreads is much easier to see when you're trading stocks. Equities traders are constantly warned to pay attention to the spread because the difference in the spread can be the difference between slippage of 50 cents, for example, on a wide spread versus five cent slippage on tight spreads. And futures in general do not experience the same spread volatility as stocks. Futures even has the advantage over Forex in, this, in the spread arena as the spread is added to the cost of taking a trade in Forex. For example, if you take a trade on a Forex pair and close it for one pip profit, your net profit is going to be one pip minus the spread broker commissions and any other fees the broker wants to tack on depending on certain factors like how long you've held the position, you know, such as like swaps or storage fees and custodial fees. Now I haven't actually traded for its firsthand, like I already mentioned, but doing some research on them, apparently these fees varies from broker to broker. But what you always have is the spread fee that's on that's put on top of broker commissions at a minimum. But with futures, this doesn't apply with futures unless you're like trading with some kind of shady broker. But if you take a trade on NQ, for example, kind of taking the same concept as our, our Forex example, and you close it with one tick profit, your net profit is going to be one tick minus the exchange fees and broker commissions, which is like, which are like pennies. You add them up and it's a couple dollars, but if you get the right broker, or it could be less than a dollar, depending on the broker that you have round trip. But those fees are always going to be the same until they change the fees or the commissions across the board for everybody, just based off of whatever the market is doing in that moment. Like this year, I believe the exchange, they raised some of their fees, a couple, a couple pennies, right? It's like they raised it like five cents. But you're not going to be charged an additional fee for the spread like you would in, let's say, Forex or also, it's also factored into options. The spread is just going to, it could just have an effect on how much slippage you can have. But like I said, I personally haven't seen that to be relevant enough to give it an, enough energy to really just put a lot of focus into it. And I've been trading through several cycles as a futures trader over several years. So the last thing I kind of wanted to cover here is liquidity when we're comparing trading stocks versus trading the futures market. Like I said, one of the things I really don't like about trading stocks is the scanning for something to trade every day in search of for a ticker that has enough liquidity to avoiding getting stuck too long holding the bag. 
this is a problem that I never had with trading futures. So if you don't find the right stock that has a, enough of liquidity to handle all the shares that you're trying to trade, I've seen it to where other traders. Now I, I kind of didn't have this experience for myself when I only traded stocks for like two months, but I was, it wasn't too difficult for me to, and I was only trading like 500 to a thousand shares at a time. So it wasn't, I didn't really, I picked stocks that it wasn't too difficult for me to get all my orders filled, but I have seen other traders who were trading with more shares and they can get stuck in a position because there's not enough liquidity to fulfill all the shares that they're trying to, you know, execute with. Right. So with futures, we don't have this problem unless maybe you're trying to trade with thousands of contracts at once. But you, other than that, most retail traders are not trying to trade that much size because the margin requirements, that's going to be super expensive to try to trade with that many futures contracts, no matter what you're trading. But with futures, you shouldn't have any problems at all. I haven't had any problems with at all with getting in and out of trades, especially when I use market orders. Now I can place a limit order and price a tap that, you know, the price of my limit order real quick, and I may not get filled right away. But if let's say for whatever reason, I need to just bail on that trade. Usually I can just wait and it'll go back to and hit my limit order like a, in a couple seconds. But if I just have to bail on that trade and I hit a market order, I'm going to get out like almost immediately. And that's in every popular trading hour of, you know, each future session each day. So I used to trade all day, pretty much back when there was much less participation than there is now. But I never, no matter what time of the day I traded, I never had a problem getting in and out of a trade, especially with a market order. So these are just some reasons why I believe starting with futures can be more beneficial for day trading when you're starting out than any other market. Now I talk mostly about stocks here. I did kind of mention options a little bit in Forex, but you also have the crypto market, right? You have cryptocurrency. And then there's other markets out there that you can, that allows for day trading. But in my opinion, I think that for new traders starting out, the futures market could be the best bet. Now, everyone has their own approach to the best way to do what they do. But if me sharing my opinion here, if that resonates with you, then that gives you a specific direction to begin your journey. So if everybody that has experience, let me know what you think in the comments. If you trade futures, did you start with the futures market or did you start with another market? And if you started with another market, do you find futures to be a more straightforward approach? Now on that note, I appreciate each and every one of you for tapping into another episode of Trader Triggers. You can catch these live on YouTube at MV3 Trader during the Futures Trade Radio live stream, plus more videos on day trading futures. Also, make sure you head on over to ultimatetradersguide.net for more valuable income producing information. All links and resources mentioned are in the show notes. Thanks for listening and until next time, trade it easy.